Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you everyone for your continued support. Our reviewer of the week is Foco Mama 116. I love that name. Great empowering podcast. I love this podcast so much. I really value the topics that are approached in a pragmatic, non-imposing way. These women are great resources as doulas and mothers, and I appreciate that they offer non-biased perspectives so you can weigh your options while empowering and educating. I've told all my pregnant friends about this podcast. Thank you. And it has been so helpful and informative. Thank you so much and keep them coming. Thank you so much. I think we absolutely enjoy reading all of the reviews, but I appreciate hearing that people enjoy hearing about all of the things that we try to cover um, in the best possible way. You guys know that Courtney and I have differences of opinions on several things, even though the majority of what we believe is truly aligned and really strong. But I think that's so important because you can, you, all of us, right? We can be good mothers in all the different ways that we decide to raise our children or um, do take care of our births or whatever decisions we decide to make that way. But the best part about it is we can come together and still have that unity of being mothers in this space. And so I think something that we really try to do is create that community where it is a safe, pleasant, enjoyable, loving place that moms can come together and get knowledge and education um, and have an opinion. And it's okay that it's not the same as everyone else's. Right? We are adults. We can still be friends and agree to disagree. I feel like that's needed now more than ever, right? Okay. Really quick, before we jump into this week's topic, which we're excited about and we hope will bring a little joy to your life, um, I have to say, like, okay, so last week you guys probably noticed that we did not have a podcast that was posted, and that was the first time that has happened since we have started podcasting, and um, I will tell you, Courtney and I have worked so hard to be consistent, to be uh, helpful, and um, make sure that you guys have all this information consistently coming at you. But since I have been in California working to get my sister all settled down and this pregnancy and birth and then making sure she's getting help postpartum, it has been really challenging Um, and not in a bad way. I'm super happy I'm here. I think that things happen the way that they're supposed to happen, just like they do. Um, But it has been trying in in different ways. And I think a lot of us are going through that right now. Um, So I think we just wanted to stop and say thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. Um, Understanding that we too are moms and sisters and daughters. And it is important for us to be there for our families and for these people. So thank you for your patience. 
patience, and we really hope you enjoy this episode. So without further ado, this week's topic is all about pregnancy announcements, gender reveals, and birth announcements. We want to get a little deeper into kind of what they are, um, when you would expect to see them done if you're planning on doing this. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the necessity, and then we'll give you ideas for fun ways to do it in case that's something you're interested in. Sometimes you might do a little something special for your partner, and that comes often before what you would announce to friends and family. Um, I know some people that wait clear until like their full term before they announce that they're pregnant. Don't know how they pull that off, but good on them. Gender reveals are, of course, exactly what you would expect, right? Are you having a boy or girl? Um, But we're going to talk about, you know, do you really need to do this? And for those of you that are hoping to have a gender surprise, we've got some fun ideas for that as well. And then a birth announcement is usually, um, it can be a post nowadays that you do, something that you send digitally, but um, there's a lot of women I know that still send the old-fashioned through the snail mail birth announcements, usually um, a few weeks after baby's born, just announcing their birth date, how much they weighed, how tall they were, a little picture of them, their name, that kind of stuff. All right, so when is a good time to tell the world that you're pregnant? Well, the short answer is that it's totally up to you. Um, I can speak to the benefits of telling people early because that's what I did all the time. So I've said this before, but my husband and I really struggled to get pregnant for a couple of years before we were finally pregnant with the one that stuck around, right, with our eldest child. And um, every time I got pregnant, I always let my husband know right away and my mom know right away. And part of that was on purpose because if the pregnancy wasn't going to work out, if I was going to miscarry, I really wanted to make sure that they understood that I needed more emotional support, especially while we waited for that first ultrasound to come around because I had been there when we had had that ultrasound and Um, there wasn't a heartbeat. And that's always such a devastating thing to feel. I think I worry a little bit about um, women maybe choosing to wait until, you know, second trimester or 20 weeks or whatever. And if the pregnancy doesn't work out, they feel a lot more isolated and alone in their in their mourning and in their loss. And I really feel like that's a time where you need to be upheld by a community by your partner, by your family. So I never had any um, qualms about telling people early because I knew that whether that baby got to stay with our family or whether they were called back to heaven um, sooner than what we wanted, I knew I would want that emotional support no matter what. And I had a completely different take on that. Because <laughs> I'm over here like, I with our first, I had some like spotting early on. And I told people really early and then I wished I hadn't because I'm like, oh gosh, if I lose the baby, if this baby doesn't stick or I have a miscarriage, I don't want anybody bugging me. I don't want people to know like (laughs) other than my husband. So um, for me, that was just a touch different. But again, like totally mom's choice, right? Whatever you decide to do is great. I will say it changed from one baby to the other. So as we had more babies, I feel like we waited a little longer with each to tell them. And honestly, some of that was me simply not wanting to feel like I was pregnant forever because I felt like the longer the people knew, the you know, the longer that I knew that yeah. I was pregnant, the more people asked, the more, you know, it went in. It just, it was, it was overwhelming for me. So I was like, I'm going to wait until that 10 week appointment or whatever the case. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no wrong 
time to do it. Um, it's whatever feels comfortable to you and your partner. I will say that one option that could be kind of uh, in between both, right? I want to be able to tell someone and I want to be able to have support in these early weeks of pregnancy when it's all so new and exciting and you're when you're sick and vomiting your guts out, right? You kind of want to share in that sort of experience with someone and maybe for you, your partner is enough. If you lose the pregnancy, you also want to feel like you're not alone. And I, I just read too many women who are like, I felt so alone in my in my sorrow and in my sadness. So one thing you could do is um, find an online community where I remember back in the day, and maybe it still is, I would go to baby center and find whatever due date group I was in, right? Like moms who are expecting in April 2021. And I would join that group. Um, and I knew a lot of women in there who hadn't told anybody else, but they were willing to talk to strangers online and still have that sense of community and have people you can talk to through it all. So that might kind of be nice for you. Just have sort of an anonymous way to get support, but still kind of keep it a secret from um, friends and family and the rest of the world. Yeah, I think that's all really good information and a great idea. Uh, Okay, let's move on to gender. So this is crazy to me, and I think it dates us just a touch, but (laughs) you guys can all do blood tests now that tell you if you were having a boy or a girl, like... We had to wait for our 20 week, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. I always I cheated with my fourth baby and went into one of those mall places like fetal photos or something at like yeah. 15 weeks and found out then um those aren't always the greatest places to go to. I don't know if we should get into that here. You really want to make sure that the ultrasound machine that they're using is um, checked and calibrated often. Um, just, you know, do your do your due diligence there. But yeah, we used to have to wait for 20 weeks typically unless you wanted to pay and go and try and check sooner. Right. And when we're saying 20 weeks, we're talking about, um, the, for those of you probably who are, have not reached that point yet, um, at 20 weeks, they do this big ultrasound for your pregnancy, and it also includes your gender. They'll tell you the gender check there. If they can so, see it. Sometimes if those, they can see it. Sometimes babies. And if they get it right. Right? Sometimes <laughs> they're sitting in a way like all cross-legged where their little privates are kept under wraps. And, you know, a lot of times they'll say, well, if you come back in a week, we'll try again or something like that. Right? You're You're – ultrasound tech or your doctor is usually pretty generous with doing that and yeah there have most definitely been times that they've gotten it wrong right yep totally um so as far as when to do a gender announcement um whether and we'll talk about different ways that you can do that in just a minute but when to do it that's really again up to mom and dad now i think the blood test does cost typically i don't believe that's covered by insurance as far as i've seen so that is like an extra cost for you um and then typically something like an ultrasound particularly the 20 week ultrasound is covered mm-hmm. so oftentimes what we see see is that moms choose to announce in the second half of pregnancy so if, if you're looking at 41 weeks or whatever it would be after the 20 week mark um and so that's a really common time to announce it i feel like we need to put a note here though because i know courtney and i have experience with this or or know people that do um and i certainly do but people are oddly invested um, yeah. And weirdly think it's like crazy their business to know what gender your baby right? is. So if you really want to cause some problems, which we totally <laughs> did, um, don't tell them what you're having. And it's fun because 
like for us, we didn't want to know what we were having with our third baby. And so I wanted to be surprised. I had two little boys. I was like, it'll be fun to guess and figure it out. We have everything we need for a boy. I'll grab some girl stuff. Like we've done this before, you yeah. know? And so we wanted something a little more special, that little bit of surprise. But oh my goodness, as grandma, it got closer, like you're really not. Yes, yeah, grandma really not might get really us. upset. Like I don't know what color afghan to crochet. Yep. This is really driving exactly. me crazy. I had a friend too. This is the other kind of problem sometimes with announcing the gender to everybody else. And, you know, there's some people who they want it a secret even from themselves, right? And those gender surprises that you find out what baby sex is right at birth is, it's always so fun to be in the labor and delivery room, the birth room when that happens. It really is a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, you can't keep it a secret from everybody else but you. And my friend, she has like six kids and her first was a girl And then she's had five boys. And she's so funny because when, like, when she was on boy number three, she was like, oh my gosh, my poor boys have had to sit in pink high chairs and a pink bouncer seat and like a really girly (laughs) pink swing because when everybody knows what the gender of your baby is, um, they're going to buy all kinds of things in just that color, right? Right. Pink, blues. I feel like People are branching out and making really cool, cute things that are a bit more gender neutral now, which is awesome. But like, you know, that is a downside too. If you have a girl and you have everything girly, what if you have boys next and all they have are pink everything? Yeah, or or like in my case where I was like, I've had two boys. I really feel like this one's a girl. Told my mom to get (laughs) stuff. Sewed girl blanket. Like he was taking his picture when he was born because I had forgotten he was born at home and I forgot to grab the boy blankets out of my son's room he was wrapped in this like really cute pink and purple blanket that I had sewn for him and so I sent it around and I was like David and here's his stats and people are like wait it's a a girl or a boy (laughs) (laughs) whoops so yeah I mean anyways people the thing is people have opinions period it's stuff that's none of their business that so you just got to learn to let it roll right off there's one family I know and I kind of think the tradition they do is cool now you might listen to this tradition and go that is the exact opposite of what I want to what I would want to do (laughs) postpartum but they actually they never find out the gender of their babies until they're born they do have a little bit of a baby shower but a lot of what they get is white or creams you know very gender neutral things And then a few weeks postpartum, they throw a more traditional baby shower and that's when they get things that are a bit more gender specific. And I asked one time, I was like, why do you guys do it three weeks postpartum? She's like, well, number one, that's when we know the gender of the baby, but also it kind of gives me something to get dressed up for or to look forward to during those first couple weeks of postpartum that can be really emotionally trying, you know, physically, you don't really feel like showering or getting dolled up and she's like sometimes in that third week it's just a nice reminder that you know I can still look really great and anyway I thought that was kind of a neat idea that is a neat idea I think um if I'm being honest I think COVID makes that a little trickier right now for moms to be able to do but I love I mean for some that might totally work particularly um with families that are being really good quarantining so that they can be around each other for when babies there I love that I've seen drive-by baby showers which can be fun and cute and COVID friendly and 
Yeah. Yeah. Or even online for sure. But I absolutely love that idea. And if nothing else, just to log that away for a later time or especially for our moms that are like maybe newly pregnant right now, like really in nine, 10 months, things might be totally good for you guys to be back out. Steph, can I just share something that I thought was so clever that your sister did? Um, so it was was clever. Brilliant. This is actually, you guys, a sales tactic, by the way. Um, (laughs) so it was really kind of clever that she did this, but she couldn't have like an in-person traditional baby shower. Right. And so instead she, um, somehow her registry got out and around and every time she would get a gift in the mail, she would take a little picture of it. Um, say, oh my gosh, my little baby boy is going to look so cute in this. Thank you so much. You know, Aunt Linda, tag her in it with a picture of the gift. Well, she was mm-hmm. getting these gifts, like, I don't know, at least one a day, maybe a couple a day. And people start to see that. And then even I, who never even got sent her registry, was like, oh my gosh, I want to get her something. Like, I want to, yeah. it's like a shout out. Thank you for getting me a gift. And then right. people remember. I just thought that was really clever of her. I don't, I don't think she was thinking no, of it like No, she was being either. gracious. Think, like, just genuinely yeah. like, oh my gosh, look. Thank you But so it much. totally did that because I was like, oh man, even for me, I'm like, crap, I'm not on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I got to get her something. No, yeah. knowing your sister, no, she was, was doing awesome. it from a place of generosity. See, yeah. I, I hope that doesn't give too much away into my psyche. Like, I would be looking at it from, hmm, how can I, how can I get a lot of the things off my registry? Never mind. Let's scratch that and move on. Okay. <laughs> All right, so on to birth announcements. So a birth announcement, as we know, is after you've had the baby. This is you announcing that the baby is here. Um, And like Courtney said, there's different ways to do that, which we'll get into. Um, The number one thing that we wanted to stress with birth announcement, honestly, with any of it, but don't feel the pressure to, like, have to get one out. Postpartum is... um, stressful enough in its own ways or has enough challenges or is just something that you maybe want to take in and just enjoy that time. So we don't want you to feel this like crazy pressure that, oh, baby's here and because people sent me gifts or because this person's going to want to know that you have to do that. And I think that's why Courtney said social media is a really common thing for that. And like I said, we'll get into the how we do this later. But just just know that we don't want it to be a stressor. So We've talked about this before, but you guys see us on Instagram, you see a lot of other moms on Instagram, and that's not necessarily real life. So we just got to be really clear about that, about our expectations for ourselves and for and for our fellow mothers, um, that this is our time and postpartum is a very special time and sometimes it can be um, an extra important time for mental health or spiritual health or emotional and physical healing. There's a lot that happens there, so just be willing to give yourself some grace. But after you have done that a little bit, a really common thing to do is to announce like right away on social media or if you're looking to do some kind of um, mailed announcement or something a little more fancy with a photo shoot, you're looking at a couple weeks out to like even six weeks or longer. So you guys, I have to tell you kind of a funny experience we had. When we had our second baby, I was kind of more in the know, and I knew that I wanted these really, really cute newborn photos. You know the ones where the baby's like curled up like a little ball, and they can tuck them into all these crazy positions, right? They're so cute. They are so cute, but this was back in 2009, and you know, having photographers come to your house, that wasn't something I was aware of. And so instead we went to one of these mall photography places, right? In this mall in Arizona. And I took my little, you're going to laugh. I took my eight week old baby, eight weeks, 
two months, took my eight week old baby. <laughs> and I went there and I was like, I want you to do like some of these really like newborn pictures. <laughs> and the girl was so sweet. She's like, um, just so you know, we usually do that no later than two weeks. Um, because by eight weeks, they're not really going to stay super sleepy and we can't really get them into all the different positions. I made her try anyway. And I was happy with how they came out, but sure enough, it was way more of a challenge. And we ended up with some pretty awful pictures we had some you're gonna have to put some of those on instagram this week i hope you realize that i will put one in stories (laughs) for sure but just in case you weren't aware if you're looking to have a newborn like fresh 48 obviously that's done within the first 48 hours but if you're looking to have a newborn photographer um do the really cute like they look like a little peanut baby pictures those need to be scheduled before they're two weeks old that's really good advice because I, I feel like if you're very specific about what you like, especially with a photographer, not only do you have to schedule it within that time, but you probably have to book it a little while out. Oh, yeah. You should be booking so. it when you're pregnant for when your baby's – well, you could probably text them. You'll – like a roundabout time, yeah. right? So you would say, okay, my due date is this, but I don't know when baby's going to come. So they'll kind of tentatively put you on the schedule for a date that can right. be adjusted later. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention about birth announcements is I have totally had friends and mamas who like three months after baby is born, just go to canva.com, which is free and pick just a regular template. They have so many cool and pretty templates and create their own little online birth announcement and be like, you know what? I was reflecting three months ago. We welcomed little so-and-so into our family. It's totally okay to do a birth announcement three months after the fact. If you're like me and you really just want that birth announcement for that baby book, then just go to Canva and design it. You know, you can do it, what, a year after they're born? It doesn't matter. There's no expiration date. So um, just don't put the pressure on yourself. I guess is what Steph and I are trying to say to have that done, you know, immediately postpartum. I think Courtney and I, whether we do it on Instagram or we talk about like maybe make an entire thing on it here though too, um, are some of the fun things, some ways that you can keep memories too. Just as you brought that up, it reminded me even of something simple called chat books. Like for those of us who use Instagram, which we know a lot of you follow us on Instagram as well, chat books is an app that you can download. And it's wonderful because I think every 60 pictures that you post on Instagram, it will, you can have it just order you a chat book. Um, I know that that's what my girlfriend does and she uses it as her scrapbooking. And I love that because I am not a scrapbooker. I am not somebody who is going to print out pictures and I felt guilty for it for a long time and I don't anymore. I just don't. Um, but I, since I don't do that, I'm not going to print out pictures and put them in these pretty booklets and like that's not my style, but I still want to have the pictures to look at. It prints them in these books and then any any caption that you put, it'll put the caption on it as well and then it organizes them so like every 60 pictures you've got like a little book. And so she's really intentional about it. But there are so many ways to um, keep information and, and mm-hmm. memories now and being able to like, oh, we'll print an extra one. Like maybe you do just one book that's specific for pregnancy and birth, or that's your, your birth announcement for grandparents or however you do it. There's so many different things. Um, but I think that would be a worthwhile conversation to go over all the fun ways that you can keep track of that stuff later. Now we're going to get into the different and fun ways that you can go about announcing these things. Chances are you guys know way more ideas than what we're going to provide in these couple of minutes. Um, If you've seen a really funny or clever announcement, will you shoot it to us in DMs? We would love to share that on Instagram through stories this week. 
So for announcing the or doing your pregnancy announcement, um, a really common one that we see right now are the photo shoots with mom and the partner, uh, maybe the dog, right? The dog <laughs> announcing they're going to be a big brother, yes. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then having a picture of the ultrasound. That seems to be like a super common theme that we see. Um, there's all different kinds of ways to do that, but overall photo shoot is absolutely one of them. And if you don't have, um, maybe you want something pretty and you don't either have the time or the money or it's just like maybe you don't have the energy because you're throwing up all the time or whatever. Um, I've seen a lot of people do and it kind of was like, is everybody having the same baby? I remember there were questions about this, but <laughs> Etsy, there, there are women on Etsy that like sell these like pre-made. Um, I think you can like Photoshop the picture of your ultrasound on there, but they also have them with like, there's already an ultrasound picture. It has cute little booties that are like pink or blue or however you know you decide to announce that (laughs) that baby's there and so it's like this pre-done thing that you can purchase and put your own information in and like send around social media or have printed or whatever um but just know that yes other people might see this and be like my friend announced the same baby the same way so (laughs) anyways but they are cute of course i feel like ever since there's been america's funniest home videos there's been the videoed pregnancy announcements especially when the grandparents are involved right or when you're telling your kids that they're getting another sibling (laughs) i don't know why i always (laughs) love these because sometimes you get kids that are although they never usually show these that are super sweet about it and they're so excited sometimes they're crying um other times the kids get mad and i was always like what's wrong with them siblings (laughs) are cool right um but then you get the grandparents like I've seen ones and it always seems to be around Christmas time, right? Where they, you know, get a bottle of wine with a custom label on there that announces in some way, like, I can't drink any of this, but you sure can, you know, newest grandbaby coming, whatever. Anyway, whatever you do, if it's fun and clever, why not film it? You know, I think that's always kind of fun. Um, Certainly there's the old fashioned way of sending out a text or giving people a phone call and saying, I've got a bun in the oven. Um. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know people that have done like dinner celebrations. Um, The other option is to not tell anyone. Ever. Ever. So if you're feeling like, you know, you need something to it, like, you, yeah, you don't, you don't have to say anything ever. And that can also be fun and your own little thing as well. All right. I have another friend in Texas who has 13 children. I kid you not. She's super mom. She grew up in a family with like eight kids. And so maybe that just didn't seem like very many to her. But I remember she posted on Facebook something like, you know, welcoming baby number 12 or baby number 13. And there were at least a handful of comments. I don't recommend saying this. I thought it was slightly rude, but they're like, I don't even remember you having babies 9, 10, 11. <laughs> like, you know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway. I do think it would be fun to like not say anything and then just grow a belly. Yeah. And like wait, wait to see who is daring enough to say something first. Right. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay. So for gender reveal, uh, if you are getting ready to tell the sex of the baby, you can decorate in the opposite color to confuse people at like a luncheon oh or something gosh. like that. I always thought that would be fun. Um, Like, we made the mistake. It was so... Okay, so we did, like, before gender reveals were cool. Okay, we started this ourselves here. We... I, like, decorated. We were having a baby boy. It was my very first one. And so I decorated with blue. So as soon as people came in, they were like, oh. And, like, the whole point was, like, we were going to watch the ultrasound. Like, we had a video of, like, the ultrasounds. And then it was going to say, it's a boy. And I'm like, why did I decorate anything in a color? That was really stupid. I was like, well, maybe, (laughs) maybe it's a trick. And I'm like, yeah, if I was smart, I would have done pink, you know? Right. Oh my gosh. I see what you're saying. Like, 
you basically gave it away before you showed the sonogram video by decorating in that yeah. color. I get it. And I created this whole, like, lunch. I Like, we had, like, this whole table set for things, and we had all these friends and family over and, like, chairs set up and everything, and I'm like, and I killed it before we even had a celebration. <laughs> One thing I think would be totally fun to do, because I will say before I got pregnant and had babies... I would see people's sonogram pictures and be like, I don't know what I'm looking at. This looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, a million different circles. I couldn't tell you if that's the butt or the face, you know. Um, I think that would be fun too, though. Like here, just send out a picture of the sonogram to everyone. If you can figure it out, then you know. Right. Exactly. I love that. Um, And the easiest way to tell is that if you're having a little girl, it's going to look like a hamburger down there. And uh, if... (laughs) You know, like the two the two buns. Well, I actually didn't know. So oh, okay. Now I yeah, know. it just looks like yeah. two kind of parallel little hamburger bun lines. And then if you've got a boy, you guys, it's so obvious. I mean, they... <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that, though, because seriously, like, you look at that and it's, like, all jumbled. Sometimes you can't even yeah. tell, like, head, foot, back, front, All right, whatever. if it's clear and you're getting a bird's eye view, it'll look like a triangle-shaped oh, yeah. little weenie. It's cute. Right, and they try to, like, typically the, like, gender reveal ones are, like, where they stick it underneath. Like, you see yeah. the two legs going out and you see the little butt and then that midsection is, like, oh, <gasps> there it is. Do you know what else I should know? try to find and post on Instagram is um, when our oldest, I had my entire family, um, meaning mom, dad, siblings, and my husband in the sonogram room. It was Thanksgiving. They'd all come down to Arizona for Thanksgiving. And my doctor was so sweet to schedule it like the day before because he knew all the family was in town. And no kidding, I have on picture our son during his gender reveal um, peeing. There's just a thin little line coming (laughs) out of there, but it's obvious what he was doing. We thought that was really funny. That is really funny. Like, how often do you even get that on a sonogram? Right. That's awesome. Let's. That's can we talk about what not to do? With no, I I thought this was a great one. What do you mean? Oh, confetti. This was like oh, yeah. no, oh. no, no. This was. That's okay. We can jump to it. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, you can create a large explosive device that causes <laughs> one of the biggest wildfires in your state. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you guys, have you seen the video of this thing? It's on YouTube. You can find oh, it. Gender I, reveal causes fire. Go to YouTube and find that. The guys, we created this entire episode around that moment. Can we just <laughs> this guy? I ha- I I feel for them. I like. Please know. Like I can only imagine. Like poor pregnant mom and family. And like yes, it was like poor choice. But oh my gosh! And now they're dealing with all this other. That's a lot. I of know. Stress. But wasn't so there adult, anybody? Like, we... <laughs> wasn't there anybody in the family who? Because if you that look at the like, video, it's clear that it's like dry weeds everywhere. Yeah. Dry grasses yeah. everywhere. It's a sweltering hot summer day. I just. I don't know. I look. It looks like a pretty homemade device, too. So. No, it's it's where you shoot. Gosh, what is it called? It starts with a T. And by the way, between you and me. TNT? No, the guy was a cop <laughs> or something no. like that. No, I'm not kidding. I feel like he definitely should have known better. Aww. Look, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think, certainly they didn't intend to do what they did. But Of course not. I, I no. just don't know if common sense was all there for that moment. <laughs> Okay, some I saw a funny one the other day where the mom, so you know how they do the like big black balloon yes. and then somebody comes up and pops it? Well, she went to pop it and she hit it out of the other woman's hand. <gasps> and and so it just like went up into the air. And no! Like, Wait! Oh, no. <laughs> and those are the best when like mom doesn't know that like they're revealing it for themselves too, mom and partner, yes. you know? 
Because then, oh, if that was one of those balloons. I've also like, seen oh, him. We, we still don't know. I've also seen him where somebody's accidentally popped the balloon before it was time. And then it was, it's just oh. such a letdown. That's okay. Those are all the like, but you'll talk about it for years to come. Right. Or right? you're suddenly so. a YouTube sensation. Right. Yeah. Like that poor child. Maybe, maybe we should set up a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we've already covered some ways to do birth announcements. You can mail them. You can do them on social media. You can do them four months to 12 months after your baby's already been born. You can do a little photo shoot, a fresh 48, or a newborn session within two weeks. Um, Either way, your baby's awesome and you want to tell the world. All right. Now let's take a moment, though, and talk about what to do when somebody else starts announcing your pregnancy for you. So say that you told somebody close to you and it started getting out to other people and now you're getting, Mm -mm. right? Now people are like, oh, congratulations. And you're like, "Uh, I didn't tell you. You know, which means that you knew that somebody was snitching and now you got to find out who it is. (laughs) And since you're pregnant with all the hormones, we know you're going to do your due diligence go find them, take care of business. No, we're going to help you reel that in real quick. But um, if you do figure out that someone is announcing them for you, we thought a really good idea would be to find the person um, who told and threaten them with revealing a terribly embarrassing secret or truth about them to everyone. Oh, man. Um, Can you guys tell that (laughs) Stephanie outlined this episode? I don't know where you come up with I felt like I I did that very well. Like, I went into that very serious, like, this is how we're going to take care of it, and then (laughs) laid it on him. So, obviously, that was a joke. Um, The second idea Steph has on here is complain about it on a Facebook thread. And for some reason, I'm just automatically assuming that the person who spilled the beans before you did was Karen. So, you could be like, you know, Karen... Next time, Thanks, Karen. keep it to yourself. I don't know. Okay, Karen, go have your own birth. Um, but, I mean, those are the ones that make it to the news, right? No. <laughs> Actually, I would say that's probably, like, that's probably the last thing you want to do if you really want to feel, like, emotionally stable about it. Um, because the internet, it, hopefully, I mean, everybody's going to agree with you, like, how dare her. But it's not going to help you feel any better, you know? No. You're going to get all riled up. They're going to get all riled up. Birth forums. If you, I, okay, there is... It can be a wonderful thing and it can be such a dangerous thing because you've got all these lovely pregnant women with all their lovely pregnant hormones giving each other advice Mm -hmm. and stressing each other out. Like it can go one way or the other, right? Like if you're in a community, there should be some kind of moderation so that things like it has a tone and it has a guidance and right like if you're in our birth course and you're in that Facebook community group like there's a tone and a guidance Um, it's not like a free-for-all I've noticed and I'm grateful that this doesn't seem to be the trending hot topic amongst pregnant women now but I feel like at least a couple years ago we went through this period where women were like you know don't don't you dare think about commenting on my pregnancy or asking about it if I don't know you. Certainly don't touch my belly. And I get that. Strangers should not be touching your belly. Um, But I remember there were a handful of women, and it seemed to kind of be trending, who were really upset about strangers asking about, you know, when's your baby due? And do you know what you're having? And all this kind of stuff. They just felt like that was an invasion of personal space and privacy. At the end of the day, though, and I know we've mentioned this in other episodes before, People get so excited about welcoming a new little baby to the earth. Our earth is kind of a little jacked up right now, but there's something so wonderful about the innocence and sweetness of a new little baby that people share in your joy, even if they just met you in the grocery store checkout line. And so I just want to 
remind you that yes, this is your pregnancy. This is your baby. These are your personal and intimate moments, but maybe have some compassion for people who are really excited and maybe accidentally let it slip to your sister who's then telling everyone like just, you know, you'll feel better if you give them compassion and grace, even if they overstepped a line. Yeah. And I think too, when you're approaching someone, you come from a place of like gratitude for that person. Um, and, and if you're finding that you are angry or like you have maybe not so nice feelings, um, maybe talk to someone else before going to approach them. Absolutely. This is your birth. It's your pregnancy. It's your right to announce it to who you want to, when you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you do come upon something like this, you will likely feel better when everything is said and done. If you approach it with a little bit of grace, you guys, and all of this at the end of the day it's fun but it's really not necessary yeah in fact I feel like today because everything is so you feel like you have to put things on social media you feel like you have to do all these things tell everybody it's it can almost be more intimate and personal and special to kind of just have it be your own thing and, and not be such a flashy there's no wrong way obviously, however you choose to do this, whatever your excitement is, whatever that looks like for you is wonderful. But we really want to stress that it's okay to not do anything. And it doesn't make you a bad mom or anything negative. Like it's okay to just make that for you and your family quietly as well. Yeah, it's great and fun to do it. It's also special and cool to keep it more intimate. So you do you girl. And that's the right thing to do. Yeah. And so as Courtney said, when we get going with this um, podcast for this week, we're super excited to hear some different ideas that you guys have, whether you kept it to yourself, whether you shared it, how you did that, what it looked like for you if you do it again. So we'll get a post up this week or we'll do it on stories. And we absolutely want your input. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you. 